The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to What Catholics Believe. This is a, an actual addendum to the program on the upcoming election. There are some thoughts that I thought should be added, especially in uh, listening to the comments of those who watched the first program on the election. <clears throat> I think it would be a good idea to consider some of the points made. And uh, in doing so, I'm going to read what I prepared as a bulletin entry for this coming Sunday. The uh, entry is entitled, To Vote or Not to Vote. The 2016 campaigns of the Republican and Democratic Party's candidates for the presidency of the United States have become an ongoing moral bloodbath with shocking revelations erupting geyser-like, spewing the nation with filth. Like children chortling with glee at a Punch and Judy puppet show, the peoples of the world seem wrapped in amused wonderment at the spectacle of the American process of choosing the leader of the free world. The endless revelations of the Clinton-Trump scandals might be entertaining as an American soap opera, these things are all too common in the other nations of the world. <clears throat> but Americans themselves are not amused by this soap opera served up by the media. And traditional Catholics are horrified, disgusted, and even angered by the travesty that the Democratic and Republican parties have offered them and their children. Many are asking whether or not they should or even can morally cast a ballot for either of these candidates for the presidency. They say that both Clinton and Trump are morally corrupt and that they cannot in good conscience support either candidate. Some correctly say that good people are sometimes forced to choose between two evils and that in such cases they are obliged in conscience to choose the lesser of two evils. Others retort that the lesser of two evils is still evil, which answer does not add anything helpful to the discussion because addressing the lesser of two evils already acknowledges that both are evils. But then others point out that we are not being forced to choose between evils, after all, since we have another choice, <clears throat> to vote or not to vote. And the option not to vote for either major party candidate is the only right choice, they say. <clears throat> Some say that they will vote for one of the third party candidates. But I submit that that is effectively a choice not to vote. <clears throat> Equal to the choice not to vote in terms of its consequence, that it's not going to have any real consequence. <clears throat> But I ask you to consider this. What efforts would you be willing to make, what risks would you be willing to take 
in order to save one life. If while driving home today you saw a child trapped in a burning wreck and crying out, even to you, for help, would you simply turn away and pass them by, leaving them to their fate? If later on this year you witnessed a child fall through the ice in a pond, would you not make every prudent effort to save them? Would you not take every prudent step you could think of to rescue that child? If you could save one child's life by preventing one single abortion, would you not consider this result worth the effort? Would you not count saving even one child's life worth standing in the cold praying the rosary for an hour, or taking an hour to plead with the child's mother to spare her baby's life? I'm sure that every single one of us here today would happily make such efforts to save even one child's life. And that is, in my mind, what this election really is about. Cast a vote that has the best hope of saving even one child's life. Some are so focused on, quote, saving the country, that they talk as though anything less is not worth their effort, not worth their vote. But we cannot save this country. And we certainly cannot save this country merely by voting. Our Lady has warned us at Fatima long ago what it is that is killing the nations of the world, what it is that is driving us to the brink of destruction. <clears throat> and it is not a lack of voting or a matter of voting, it is rather our sins, because every time we are tempted, we have to cast a vote. Whether we are truly recognizing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as our Lord, or whether we are willing to proclaim Satan as our Lord, and therefore worthy of our obedience. Every sin, in that sense, is casting a vote. And these are the votes that are killing us. These are the votes that are destroying our nation. Our nation is dying of vice. Our country is feasting on a lethal dose of its sins. America is drowning in its own filth. No mere vote can remedy that. Even a vote for the President of the United States of America, and especially a vote for either of these two, <clears throat> although I must say, traditional Catholic faith tells us that of the two, it would be a terrible moral crime to cast a vote for Hillary Clinton who wants to surf a wave of aborted children's blood into the White House. Moral depravity is destroying this country. And there is only one who can save this or any nation. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Even as our Blessed Mother told us at Fatima in 1917, 99 years ago. In deciding whether or not to vote for one of the two candidates cynically imposed upon us by the established political parties, I suggest deciding if either candidate gives any hope that your vote might save, ultimately, the life of even a single child, who otherwise would be murdered by abortion. The word candidate derives from the word for candid, but Hillary Clinton makes a mockery of that word, except that she speaks very boldly about her allegiance to abortion. <clears throat> the
this female version of Machiavelli's prince, and her party vowed to promote unrestricted abortion. The other candidate and his party pledged to curtail the bloody abortion business. We know all too well that Mrs. Clinton can be trusted to keep her commitment to give the abortionists free reign to murder babies at will. Can Mr. Trump be trusted to keep his word that he will use the powers and prestige, such as it is now, of the office of the United States Presidency to protect the children from the abortionist killing spree? Would this possibility not suffice to command a vote? The hope, however slim it may be, to save even one child's life? Is this hope not worth a vote? Well, God bless you.